It's lights out and away we go. Hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast. We are your hosts Harshit Das and Ashish Pand. It's a podcast on F1 motorsport. We are going to cover everything related to F1 world. So sit back and enjoy listening to us. So as all of you can guess from today's title, we will be discussing about the drivers on the 2022 grid and it's a very interesting topic. And this time let's not mess around with the order. We will just get into it straight from top to the bottom. Okay so if we are going in from top to the bottom you know it's time for me to geek out a bit because we are starting with Mercedes so according to the results Mercedes finishes on top and the two drivers that are driving for this team will be Lewis Hamilton and George Russell so Hamilton has been carried over and he has been with the team for a while but George Russell is a new name for in the Mercedes team uh, he although he has been a Mercedes driver program candidate for a while and was driving in Williams he replaces Valtteri Bottas in this team. for the 2022 season. So, starting with Lewis Hamilton or shall I say Sir Lewis Hamilton. He happens to be one of the greatest drivers to have driven in the history of F1. And if some of you are thinking I say this because he is my favorite driver, you are wrong. The statistics say it all. 7 world titles, the most number of wins with 103 wins. most number of pole positions 103 pole positions and most number of podium finishes 182 podium finishes with the statistics he happens to be one of the greatest so now if we are wondering how all of this started and what ended up making him as one of the greatest drivers so here it is he started his journey in 2007 with mclaren and that made him the first and so far the only black driver to have ever raced in the series and so hamilton in 2007 he got a pretty decent car you know like a championship winning car and he made the best use of it first race for a rookie first race first corner he proved it all and he ended up finishing third third in his first race and then he stayed with mclaren until 2012 with numerous records and won his maiden f1 title that was also in his second season in f1 as the youngest winner at the time but later he moved into mercedes in 2013 and in 2013 ashish if you remember this move of his to mercedes was considered as a very you know questionable move you know it was as if like uh, you were going from a top team to a sort of midfield team and then 2013 he did manage to win one race and from 2014 his dominance began he became the king of turbo hybrid era while he fought it out with his mercedes teammate from 2014 to 2016 with nico rosberg where he managed to clinch the title in 2014 and 15 but lost to nico in the last race following rosberg's retirement he then battled it out with sebastian vettel in 2017 and 18 and he came out victorious in both the cases. and then like in both cases he had the championship winning car but then to make sure that you take that championship winning car to make you a champion is a very special quality and he has done that on multiple occasions and i think in 2018 where ferrari had the edge he still managed to clinch the title for 2019 and 20 season according to the statistics he really didn't face any serious competition and he won his fifth and sixth world titles until the last year that is 2021 where he and max verstappen were involved in a titanic battle till the last race and till the last lap like if i look back at 2021 season like it definitely was controversial it had like the best battles like for what i have seen 
and at one point it kind of became like where people started predicting you know what max verstappen will win and at that time like hamilton was probably not leading he was max verstappen was leading him by a good margin of points and if i were to pick one race the brazilian grand prix in the brazilian grand prix Lewis Hamilton just before the sprint qualifying where the normal qualifying took place for the sprint qualifying he got disqualified and he had to start at the back of the field at that point like everyone kind of thought and accepted that you know what there is no way this guy is going from 20 to anywhere near where max is and the championship was decided and that max would take the title but what an amazing drive it was like of course the sprint qualifying did help him to gain a lot of positions but still within 24 laps he was running fifth like from p20 on the grid to p5 that is amazing but then on the race day he got pushed back to 10th because of his engine penalty but even after that you know like everything was against him he ended up winning the race and that was absolutely brilliant yeah so now hamilton apart from this you know like on track he is absolutely brilliant but if we go a bit off track also hamilton has been credited with furthering formula 1's global following by appealing to a broader audience outside the sport in part because of his high profile lifestyle environmental and social activism and exploits in music and fashion industry ashish did you know that he actually released a music or let's say a soundtrack with some i at this point i don't remember the name but he did release a soundtrack you know that was pretty good and then later people realized you know what okay hamilton has released a you know song track and all and he's become mega a musician also and and apart from all of that he has also become a prominent advocate in support of activism to combat racism and push for the increased diversity in motorsport hamilton was listed in the 2020 issue of times as one of the 100 most influential people globally and he was knighted in 2021 new year's honor so now when we move on to the next driver in the team that is george russell he is a pretty young driver and will be the future of mercedes once lewis hamilton retires from f1 so he made his move to mercedes from williams and now if you know and if you have heard our podcast on the teams you might know that williams is a backmarker team so how does one go from a backmarker team to a title winning team well simply you prove yourself and he did he has proven himself the way he was pushing the williams each and every race really showed that he has the potential and in 2020 when lewis hamilton got covid in the sakir grand prix if i remember george russell was called to fill in his shoes and my god he literally had only 3 hours of practice before he had to go and qualify for the race and also before the beginning of the race and in those 3 hours he was barely off the pace of much experienced driver valtteri bottas and in the race also he was on his way to win it but unfortunately because of a series of punctures and bad luck and tire mismatching it brought him down and he couldn't just win it but finally he gets a chance to prove his worth in mercedes this year that is 2020 so now let's just go back to a past and see how george russell has been so george russell he has been a part of mercedes's young driver program but at the time mercedes had the drivers it required so he joined williams in 2019 after he had 
taken the title of formula 2 in 2018 and in williams he spent 3 years he proved himself thoroughly and like when he proved himself thoroughly he was brought up into mercedes for the 2022 season and i really want to see how he will perform in the 2022 season how he will be able to compete against one of the greatest drivers sir lewis hamilton it will be a really exciting season for him as well as for the team as he will be the future so yeah i am really excited to see what he can do so that was it for the mercedes as drivers but ashish think you will be better off telling about the red bull drivers because you know like i am not as thorough with red bull as i was with mercedes so it will be amazing if you could let our viewers and me know a bit more about red bull and their drivers for this season surely i am hyped to talk about red bull and also mercedes driver lineup really looks fearsome then our next team is red bull and its drivers for 2022 are max verstappen and sergio perez Max Verstappen. He is the prodigious Dutch driver of Red Bull and the son of former F1 driver Jos Verstappen. He has been in Red Bull since the start of his F1 career and supported by Red Bull even in his junior series that is the Scuderia Toro Rosso. Verstappen entered F1 at a very young age of 17. after which FIA had to change the rules so that the drivers above 18 could only enter the sport like can you see this guy changed the whole rules and regulations yeah that's one hell of a impact that your age made on this sport like come on like many of the drivers that would have you know wanted to join a bit earlier now can't join they just simply have to wait before they you know try their hands out with formula 1 so that's really one hell of an impact seriously this guy has a impact on f1 from his young age but one thing i don't get it like didn't people doubt him when he joined formula 1 you know 17 year old kid i am like what 18 i don't know how to drive a car properly this guy enters formula 1 like didn't people doubt him but he has proved himself during his early ages by during his karting time and also as he is the son of f1 driver jos verstappen it proves that he has been practicing well yeah that kind of makes sense you know having a family background in formula 1 truly in t- uh, 2016 he won the spanish grand prix race after his promotion to red bull and became the youngest driver and the first dutch driver to win a f1 gp since then he has been one of the top drivers who is worthy and capable of challenging the seven time world champion lewis hamilton he has won 20 races till now and with six podiums and 13 pole positions that's a excellent record yeah you know like he's still young he is like what 23 24 like those are pretty good stats and 20 races I think 10 of them came this season itself. Yes. So yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing for the start he has because as far as I remember Lewis Hamilton started when he was 22 and this guy already has like what 20 wins when he is 24. So you know there's a good chance like you know if Red Bull deliver he could probably break the records we'll see that truly i can say that uh, the red bull background and the uh, stage that red bull provided to max verstappen since the early ages definitely proved that he will turn out and he did turn out as a great driver during his 2021 season he is an excellent driver initially people had doubts but he kept proving himself again and again he soon came to be known as one of the masters of wet weather racing and i think you know much more about it harshit can you let me know Yeah, like wet weather, I have been keeping tabs on because see, Lewis Hamilton, Michael Schumacher, all the greatest, like the best of the best drivers, like make their distinction when it comes to changing weathers. So yeah, Verstappen has been, you know, like since his beginning also, like when he was seventeen or eighteen in Toro Rosso. If you remember this video of his going viral on YouTube, you know, seventeen-year-old drifts the F1 car. So from there onwards, and after that also, in many conditions, he has proved that he is like 
supreme in wet weather driving it shows that he has a very diverse amount of skills after his promotion he was a, a title challenger but the red bull machinery wasn't just capable enough but finally in 2021 his skills matched with the level of machinery and he won the 2021 f1 world championship and the first dutch driver to do so but you, wouldn't you say he's a bit aggressive when it comes to driving i would say he is as sergio perez as a supporting driver has been uh, has been protecting him throughout the 2021 season i would say he is aggressive and he is able to race on the front end but if he wouldn't have be having the support that's provided by such experienced drivers then maybe he wouldn't have won the world championship yeah you know you go back to the 2021 abu dhabi grand prix uh, like if we remember perez like he held up hamilton for quite a time i think like he reduced the gap by 10 seconds and those 10 seconds could have been you know like probably if he had 10 seconds he could have pitted he could have done anything so yeah perez did play a very crucial role and i think he is the next driver on our list yes sergio perez is our next driver he was a young boy from mexico who started his racing career in 1990 in his first year of competition he achieved four victories in the junior category at the end of the year and claimed the runner up spot in the category his biggest upward move was when the mexican driver caught the attention of the scouts for escuderia telmex by great achievements in the telmex challenge perez moved to europe in 2005 to compete in the german formula bmw adac series then in the 6 and 7 A1 Grand Prix season Perez represented A1 team Mexico and that was a national representation for him he was the third youngest driver to take part in the series Perez switched to the British Formula 3 season championship for 2007 and his next stint came in the GP2 Asia series Perez drove for the Campus Grand Prix team in the 2008 and 9 partnering with Russian driver Vettel Petrov he was the first Mexican driver to compete at this level of motorsport since Giovanni Aloy took part in the international formula 3019 he won his first GP2 Asia series at Sakir you know like a lot of what i am hearing about this about Sergio Perez is completely new to me you know like you've actually you know monitored his career or at least done enough research because i kind of know him from like let's say his starting of f1 days just so that was really insightful to his previous career before he entered formula 1 truly when i looked up on him i found that he has taken step he didn't get this success at uh, totally out of the blue some people like max verstappen can get because he is the son of a f1 driver so i can say that these kind of drivers do show that uh, f1 is not only made for uh, some of the selective drivers His entry into Formula 1 happened through BMW Sauber as he joined the Sauber team for 2011 season. He became the fifth Mexican to compete in Formula 1 and the first since Hector Ribak competed between 1977 and 1981. He also became a member of the Ferrari Driver Academy scheme in October 2010. He had a bumpy start to his F1 career with Sauber but went on to have a decent enough run up. His next stint came with McLaren in 2013 as Hamilton's replacement. Then in the subsequent season he joined Force India. This was a big thing for him as for next 5 seasons Perez had an amazing stint with numerous glory moments that also become a legacy for Force India itself but then the ownership changed and Force India was renamed to Racing and Perez ended his career with Racing Point in 2020 with a win at Sakir Grand Prix after the GP win everyone hoped for Perez transfer to Red Bull as an experienced supporting driver for star kid Max Verstappen and this hope became real for him he got the stage he deserved in 2021 he showed why he regarded as a great driver and hope for another amazing season with Red Bull in 2020. Yeah, you know like I would just like to reflect a bit on what you said about Perez. So yeah, Perez like 
he has always had the talent in him somewhere but uh, it was mostly with the underperforming machinery that he could never you know properly challenge for a win over here and 2021 i think yeah that was the time when he got like what the he probably had the third best car on the grid until you know like uh, because of his engine issues like he had to finish a bit lower you know overall so that's where you know like people kind of started recognizing you know a bit more that you know what this guy actually has talent he got a couple of podiums he won a race so at at that and at that point red bull was quite unstable you know having yes. replaced prier gasly already and alex albon also who wasn't as promising as he was in 2020 season so they needed someone a bit more experienced and perez was the perfect candidate so he got the seat so harshit i think you should take it up from here and continue the mercedes engine saga yeah i think i've got a thing for these mercedes engines so yeah the next team mclaren so mclaren okay now we are not really talking about teams okay let's go the drivers so mclaren has two drivers lando norris and daniel ricciardo okay well let's start with lando norris yeah so lando norris he is a british belgian driver but he races under a british flag and is the same age as almost george russell and is the next generation driver after lewis seb and alonso generation so now let's just have a look at his junior series career and what he has achieved over there so in 2017 he won the fia formula 3 european championship and then he was also a member of the mclaren young drivers program so he made his debut in f1 with mclaren back in 2019 and the team which had been over their worst days in the turbo hybrid era and were starting their upward run so he f- he finished his debut season 11 scoring 49 points and the next year he improved in 2020 scoring a podium in the season opener and that was his best result for the year as he finished 9th scoring 97 points what's your opinion about landon norris's 2021 season yeah i was about to come to that you know landon norris in 2021 it was his best season but if you take me back to the beginning of the 2021 season where the season had, had hadn't officially begun i wouldn't have expected it to be his, one of his best seasons but that's what happened so he was in the third position in the drivers championship for a good amount of time before he was overtaken by valtteri bottas of mercedes the best car okay and then he sat in the fourth position for a very long time but eventually he ended up sixth but 160 points which is a pretty good improvement over 97 which he had scored in 2020 and he scored four podium finishes like four podium finishes that's really amazing and one of them was in italy where he finished second and that was his best finish ever so that finish gave like the mclaren team like the only one to finish of the whole 2021 season so i think yeah it's pretty special yeah and the even more promising result came in the next round which was the russian grand prix and he was really close really close to clinching his first win but then a late race rain shower and miscommunication with the team ruined that chance and he didn't even finish on the podium but he is a promising driver and he definitely has the potential to compete for titles you know in a year or two when mclaren deliver their best car i think we will see him competing for the title very soon we can hope for a better season for lando norris after 2021 because he has given great results for mclaren and i can see him competing with the ferrari drivers and also get to the position to be at the top of f1 standing yeah so now let's move on to daniel ricciardo so daniel ricciardo 
famously known as the honey badger or the late breaker he is an italian australian driver but then again he also you know like kind of like lando norris situation he drives under the australian flag so daniel ricciardo he joined the f1 grid in 2011 with the hrt team as a part of deal with red bull till the end of that season until later in 2012 he moved to the red bull junior team which is scuderia toro rosso so this is like another red bull prodigy like they brought got him through the red bull junior academy he becomes a part of toro rosso but then in 2014 he was highlighted when he replaced mark webber in the senior red bull team and he managed to outshine then at the time four consecutively times the world champion sebastian vettel you know like that is on another level then after two years of no victory but a lot of podiums I mean a decent number of podiums in the year 2016 he was joined by Max Verstappen he finished third in the season ahead of Max Verstappen with Mercedes being the dominant so you know third for him was the best result he could expect then the next most famous move of his came in the 2017 Baku Grand Prix with his late breaking and triple overtake so that was like a very good move from him and it was quite famous and then in 2019 and 20 were a bit of dry spell for such a strong driver he did manage to score a few podiums but wasn't able to win any races because in 2019 and 20 he moved on to renault which wasn't as strong as red bull but in 2021 he moved to mclaren and the team having finished third last year he was expected to get wins and podiums but the majority of a season was a struggle for him and which was not at all expected as he adjusted himself to the new car and the new mercedes engine he was beaten by a much younger teammate in the form of lando norris but he did manage to take the win at monza which was quite spectacular as he led every lap of the race from start to finish and that was the only podium finish he got after the 2021 season seeing ricciardo where he finished in 2021 was quite disheartening for many fans you know like he's a driver of very good caliber and it was like literally unexpected to see him over there so what do you think ashish like i'm pretty sure you know about ricardo and the quality of driver he is so what are your thoughts yes i have watched daniel ricardo's some races and he had a very promising start but after that he had some major downfalls and everyone expected that the move to mclaren will change his dry spell but uh, it isn't showing that but we can hope that the regulation changes for 2022 can change his whole uh, driving experience but it is also a difficult thing because it's a new car again so the same problem exists what's your opinion about it yeah but then when you see 2022 all the drivers get a new car so it won't be new to only him so i think that kind of you know levels the playing field for him and gives him another shot at you know getting adjusted as well as performing better and i just hope he performs better because you know after that there's a good chance i might just you know kind of start losing the faith on how great of a driver he is you know but let's just hope that he'll come back stronger in 2022 yes let's hope for a good season for him so our next team is ferrari the italian legacy maker it's a ferrari ferrari so our ferrari driver lineup includes carlos sainz and charles leclerc uh, the first driver is carlos sainz he is a spanish racing driver also known as the matador from street racing world as he is the son of double world rally champion also his namesake and has brought some of his dra- dad's driving skills to f1 circuit the junior loves some delicious doses of drift for one in 2012 sainz raced in 
British and European F3 championships for Carlin. He raced for Dams in the 2014 Formula Renault 3.5 season, winning the championship before moving to the F1, which was his F1 debut with Toro Rosso. Another Toro Rosso guy, I think Red Bull owns, you know, like I think most of the drivers in this grid have passed from a Red Bull family, but I don't think they, you know, stay quite well over there. I think the atmosphere is not really that great after all. True, none of them have become a senior driver for the team. So it does show that they aren't treating well their junior driver. So after entering F1's bullring, paired alongside Max Verstappen at Toro Rosso in 2015, you can see that Max Verstappen is also here. Yeah, so I think that puts a bit of additional pressure on Sainz and that's where things start going wrong. The driver preference comes into play. Yes, it definitely shows that Max Verstappen can be a big headache for any of the young drivers but science quickly showed his fighting spirit a tenacious racer he pushed the car on the edge as he hustles his way through the pack and it has earned him the nickname chili science moved to mclaren for the 2019 season while at the same time ending his contract with red bull racing at the 2019 brazilian grand prix science took his maiden formula one podium finishing with third position science added another podium by finishing second at monza the following year before departing for Ferrari at the end of that season. After following in his famous father's footsteps, Sainz has had big racing boots to fill. First at McLaren where he replaced his childhood hero Fernando Alonso and now at Ferrari in the seat formerly owned by Sebastian Vettel. It is never easy living in the shadow of sporting giant, but Sainz has shown the drive and disposition to deal with it. But the Spaniard is intelligent as well as instinctive. Thinking his way through a race and into the points, this calm temperament follows him off track too. Sainz scored his third and fourth podiums by finishing second at the 2021 Monaco Grand Prix and then the third at the 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix, both for Scuderia Ferrari. He also became third at the 2021 Russian Grand Prix and the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. This shows that Sainz is a regular point scoring racer and Ferrari can hope that he will be a better racer in 2022. Everyone speculating that he will become the star racer for Ferrari in 2022 season. Yeah, by point scoring, I think you meant, you know, podium finishing given that he has the car. So like for a majority of 2021, he kind of had the fourth best car and finishing on podiums were probably the best uh, results he could expect for. But you know, I heard you saying about signs a lot. And I noticed that he hasn't had a win, but he has had many podiums. So I think he has now overtaken Nico Hulkenberg in terms of in terms of most number of podiums without win. That's true. He is uh, just showing his promise by scoring podiums, but it isn't a win at all. And having a car like Ferrari, I can say that he should be getting wins. I- I'll I'll just you know excuse him a bit. You know, like he almost had the win at it uh, the last year's 2020 Monza. Grand Prix but you know that that was taken by Pierre Gasly from Alfa Tauri and Ferrari was a decent enough car you know fourth third so he could have won but I don't think there was really an opportunity this season where he could have you know potentially fought for a win so I think Ferrari will be really promising next season I mean this season that is 2022 so I really hope that he can clinch at least one win this season. What about your next star driver? The actual star driver of Ferrari, Charles Leclerc. Well, the actual star driver, Charles Leclerc, he is a monogasting driver. Born in the Mediterranean idol of Monaco, Leclerc arrived in F1 on a tidal wave of expectation. And I will come to this point 
at the end practically peerless on his way to the gp3 and f2 crowns in 2016 and 17 he showcased a dazzling array of skills from scorching pole positions commanding victory winning back to back championships also taught leclerc how to handle pressure which is another useful tool in the big pond of f1 race he made his f1 debut in 2018 for sauber for which he was a part of the ferrari driver academy dragged his sauber beyond its limits and earning himself a money can buy race seat at ferrari for 2019 stepping into the shoes of the scuderia's last world champion kimi raikkonen he is a driver who is unafraid to go wheel to wheel with established number 1 sebastian vettel the tifosi had found another new hero who then became the first man to outscore vettel over a season with scuderia a feat he repeated in crushing fashion the following year in 2019 he became the second youngest driver to qualify on pole position in f1 at the 2019 bahrain grand prix the 2019 season also saw leclerc take his first career win in belgium followed by winning his first italian grand prix as a ferrari driver the week after he won the pole trophy in the 2019 season becoming the youngest driver ever and the first non mercedes driver to win it since the trophy's inception in 2014 carlos sainz joined ferrari in vettel's place for 2021 and while leclerc largely did better in the qualifying and in the race head to head between the pair sainz's consistency and four podium finishes ensured leclerc was beaten by his teammate over the course of the season leclerc did have his fair share of bad luck in there though most notably not being able to start his home race in monaco after putting it on pole because of the crash he took another sensational pole in azerbaijan he was able to get on the podium with a p2 finish at silverstone in 2021 with a victory cruelly denied late on by a charging lewis ham out of the car leclerc is a modest and thoughtful driver but then he is on his own very personal mission This exciting young talent is racing for his late father Herb and his godfather Jules Bianchi the F1 driver who died in 2015 on the evidence so far he is doing them both proud so what's your opinion about Leclerc's whole performance throughout the 2021 season and how do you say that such a great driver is having a bit of a rough season I wouldn't exactly say he is having a rough season you know like uh, he kind of like from the contract point of view Ferrari clearly still believes that like Leclerc will be the one take you know like carrying Schumacher's legacy if possible you know Ferrari makes good cars legacy is carried on but uh, like in the point system science consistency did pay off but as you said uh, uh, Leclerc had uh, pretty unlucky moments so i think if i would have to be uh, like you know rate both of them out I would still say that Leclerc has the edge in certain cases because of his qualifying performance. So I wouldn't still rule out, you know, like uh, you know him having a bad season and all. Like Carlos Sainz did definitely outscore him, but I think next year also they will go equal. Like as Ferrari say, we'll treat them equally. But I see Ferrari, you know, maybe preferring Leclerc initially. But if Carlos, you know, regularly starts beating Leclerc, they'll immediately switch to Carlos. I would like to add too because uh, according to my point of view, Leclerc is a experienced driver, and as I have observed throughout the 2021 season, he has been a driver who has been consistent with his performance. He he wasn't getting point scoring points again and again or the podium finishes but he was consistent and he did support carlos sainz at some point so rooting those all out also isn't uh, correct it is true he is the star driver for ferrari and i hope um, 2022 is a good season for him yeah we'll just let 2022 season play out and then probably we could have the discussion about ferrari whom who they put in their primary seat 
for the upcoming year so why don't you go to our next team with the weakest engine in the whole f1 yeah yeah their team which basically kind of you could say has the weakest engine and they just supply it to themselves so alpine f1 team and their drivers fernando alonso and esteban ocon so the first driver of alpine f1 team fernando alonso is a spanish racing driver and is considered to be one of the finest drivers to have graced the sport you know he is a fiercely competitive driver and he is pretty good at defense you know we could kind of relate him like the today's generation could kind of relate him to max verstappen of his generation when he snatched the win uh, snatched the world championship from michael schumacher which was a pretty brilliant feat i would say so let's you know like kind of take a look at his career before he entered f1 so he started car racing at the age of 17 winning the euro open by nissan in 1999 and was fourth in the international formula 3000 championship of 2000 year the year 2000 after then he began his f1 career with minardi in 2001 and then alonso in 2002 moved to renault initially as a test driver but then he got promoted to the official driver in 2003 after that we know he won his two of the world drivers championship with renault in 2005 and 6 becoming then the youngest pole sitter the youngest race winner and the youngest champion after that he then moved on to mclaren in 2007 where he was partnered with lewis hamilton and you know like there was quite a lot of friction during that time at his time in mclaren where he claimed that you know the british team was favoring the british driver and then he you know kind of returned back to renault in 2008 and 9 and then but he got a dream opportunity that every f1 driver craves to drive for ferrari and he drove alonso drove for ferrari from 2010 to 2014 finishing runner up to sebastian vettel in 2010 12 and 13 with the title battles in 2010 and 2012 going down to the last race of the season a second stint at mclaren from 2015 to 2018 resulted in no further success you know what i feel about alonso like he has this incredible talent but most of the time like you know he hasn't been able to get the machinery that he deserves so if we take a look at his mclaren time he kind of was outshined by hamilton but then he was on par with it and you know like f1 is like and as we know like mental game is a very important part of f1 and if what he says is actually true you know the team favoring a british driver that could have seriously affected his performance and when he goes to went to ferrari from 20 10 to 2014 season ferrari probably had some of the worst cars that time but still the way he managed to push i think the 2012 ferrari to the title contention was absolutely amazing he has the ability to probably take out 200% of the car and that's what makes him one of the greatest yes it truly shows that um, being a double time world champion isn't that easy and he did that feat and also uh, competed with michael schumacher for so much time it isn't a easy feat to do so uh, so the dry spells or the downfall the rough seasons that he ha- has with uh, many of the teams is just that uh, the experienced driver did get a good machinery and your point proves yeah i would totally agree like uh, majority or let's just say like all of it like i think about 90% of him not being able to you know show up the results was because of poor machinery but i mean luck is also part of f1 like you get the machinery you get to prove yourself 
but then like after his second stint with mclaren from 2015 to 2018 he did decide to retire from formula 1 and at the time of his sabbatical fernando had won 32 grand prix 22 pole positions record. and 1899 points from 311 starts but after 2 years away from formula 1 racing he did manage to win two lomon races and alonso returned back to alpine in 2021 you know there is something with him he just can't stay away from racing and f1 yes. and 2021 did prove to be bit more fruitful than the mclaren days at the 2021 qatar grand prix alonso scored his first podium in 7 years you know everyone was excited when he got on the podium everybody you know in the f1 community everybody wanted to see him back on the podium and back to winning ways he has twice been inducted into the fia hall of fame and he also runs an esports as well as a junior karting team and is a member of unicef goodwill ambassador these are all the kind of you could say off track record things that he does to keep himself busy with racing he is currently the only spanish formula 1 driver to have either won a grand prix or a world championship why don't you talk about our young esteban ocon who got his uh, first uh, win in last uh, 2021 season yeah of course i'll have to talk about esteban ocon as he is the second driver of alpine f1 team so alpine f1 team and esteban ocon are both from france so it's a perfect you know country country pairing and yeah so if one word that describes esteban ocon's career that would be sacrifice and let's just have a look at his you know how he began his f1 career you know before he began his f1 career before we move forward and take a look at his current f1 career so back when he was just a promising carter ocon's parents sold their houses put their jobs on hold and began a life on road living in a caravan and traveling from circuit to circuit to support their son's growing career and finally in 2014 it saw ocon breakthrough in the world of single seaters as he beat a certain max verstappen to european f3 title ocon beat max verstappen then and now it really seems you know max verstappen is untouchable so things really changed from then onwards so esteban ocon happens to be or i would say he was backed by mercedes when he was a part of mercedes driver development program he won the gp3 title the following year and then he made his f1 debut in manor racing in 2016 season that opportunity led him to a full time seat following year in the force india team where his wheel to wheel duels with highly rated teammate sergio perez quickly marked him out as the rising star as force india's ownership changed from force india to racing point and lance stroll was added to replace esteban ocon and well lance stroll was added for the pure reason of his father being the owner of the new team so yeah it was maybe we could say a low point for ocon where you know he had the talent but then you know decisions made by father for his child so stroll definitely replaced ocon but since he was in the mercedes driver development program he served as mercedes's reserve driver uh, for the 2019 season but then he did find his way into but he did find his way back into a race hit for 2020 season with renault who became alpine for 2021 season when his weight finally paid off as he scored his and the famous french marquis first f1 win at the 2021 hungarian grand prix 
So Ocon was a part of Mercedes driver development program until his move to Renault and after that of course if Renault was to take him they had to cut ties with Mercedes or else you know Mercedes could come knocking on the door anytime you know what give us our driver back that couldn't happen so nothing in Ocon's motorsport career has come easy if we look at it but Ocon has managed to return to F1 grid and step atop the podium it's through a combination of self belief determination and a talent that's up there with the very best you know if we look back at this team alpine or renault they were the pioneers of turbo hybrid technology once and renault definitely had the best engines you if you remember 2010 11 12 13 they had the best engines but red bull took advantage of them so you know renault need something you know to put themselves back into the position where they once were having the best engine but then that also needs to be combined with some good engineers who can handle the aerodynamics to make sure that they have a good car for the upcoming season yes and ocon definitely shows the promise to be a great driver but they need to change their cars and their machinery rather than changing the name <laughs> that was a good one well this was the part 1 of the drivers lineup part 2 will be in the next episode covering the remaining drivers so stay tuned so meet you guys in the next one